BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Hope everyone had a okay July 4th. We're going to talk about some of the events that took place, not just the fantastic fireworks show around the country. Unfortunately, some of the things that were fired were once again much more deadly than the aforementioned fireworks, which can also be quite deadly. Just ask that guy who was on the New York Giants. No, he did not die, but he did blow off his hand. I believe his name, Pierre. Oh, it was Pierre something. Anyway, people kind of made fun of him for it. Back up, Terry, back up. You know that meme? No. Oh, no. It's Terry. It's a guy in a wheelchair. He, he, the fireworks are too close to Terry. Well, be very careful out there. So we're going <laughs> to discuss a little bit of what happened uh, in the larger context regarding some of the violence that took place over mm-hmm. the July 4th weekend. Obviously heartbreaking, absolutely horrible, completely unacceptable. And yet it seems as if as a country, we're going in the wrong direction to curb said violence. The emotional toll of modern times seems to um, be devastating a whole group of people, specifically 18 to 25-year-old men. Hmm. Not handling it very well. So we'll discuss, do they really need all of these guns at their disposal? We'll also discuss Brittany Griner. I want to bring her back up in the news because I just feel as if the Biden administration is not doing enough to get her out of Mother Russia. What a horrible experience she must be going through. Of course, Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, she is six foot 11. I can't imagine how uncomfortable she must be literally just with her physical size. And then God knows what kind of treatment she is receiving. It being <sighs> that the Russians, much like Americans, aren't known for having the kindest prison jail system. Uh... So we'll get into that. But first, and of course, we'll also uh, discuss a little bit more with what's going on with January 6th. But first, Michael Moore, we have to discuss the biggest <laughs> news because, yes, I know, Roe v. Wade, it hurt us all. But one of the interesting things is it seems to hurt Michael more the most. Mm. A man who loves to eat like a pregnant woman. And he says, you take that right away from me. And I am going to be absolutely livid. I know I don't want to. Travis is going to defend Michael Moore. And I think that's fantastic. I'll do what I can. You can do do what you can. (laughs) But I hate this kind of virtue signaling nonsense because it's also 
bathed in such privilege. Of mm-hmm. course, in this case, the privilege is citizenship, <laughs> which is the greatest privilege you can have here in America, especially right. as we've just talked about on recent episodes where ICE is allowed to detain you if you're 100 miles away from any coast, mm-hmm. any or, kind of water. Yep, border too. Border. Airport, getting, international airports airport, too. Airport. It's getting more and more dangerous to not be a citizen. But for someone like Michael Moore, he's able to take his citizenship and shove it because obviously he did not like what the Supreme Court said. So he wrote a manifesto. And I I, I don't know, or I guess a declaration. <laughs> and I, again, I just want to hear your thoughts when it comes to the political discourse nationally. Much like how Lena Dunham supporting Hillary Clinton may have cost her the election. I don't know. That rap video lost her two points. That's just what I believe. Mm. (laughs) Does Michael Moore really need to put himself out there as the face of the left? And how does he have – there's something about the audacity of then making himself somehow the victim (laughs) when it comes to the overturning of Roe v. Wade that really just kind of annoys me. So obviously he's 68 years old and my God, he is one of the more attractive grandmas in Hollywood. (laughs) So we actually have Michael Moore with us and in no way is Travis Irvine doing an impression of Michael Moore. This is really Michael Moore and I think everyone's really gonna be totally convinced of that. 68 years fun, one of Hollywood's most fantastic grandmothers working today. Uh, Michael, you have a declaration. Yeah, you have some crumbs, Ah. Michael. Can you stop Ah, eating just for one Ah. second? What? Just one second, Michael. Oh, hold on, I'm I'm covered in cheese. It's expensive cheese. What a fantastic um, impression. Uh, Okay, we got Michael Moore eating bricks of cheese, which we're also gonna talk about here in a second of the show because they're under lock and key as if they're some kind of fantastic <laughs> cologne or designer watch. I must eat all the cheese. Uh, I, I, if I, I eat all the cheese, then I'm driving up scarcity. There you go. Thank <laughs> you so much for your economic advice. So anyway, I know you wrote a uh, manifesto or a declaration. Do you just want to kind of say what you said? <sighs> I refuse to live in a country threatened by white supremacy, and I'm not leaving. So we've got a problem. <laughs> All right. Now I have to ask you, Michael, okay. what exactly are you going to do? I mean, I'm not I'm not shaming somebody for their physical health, but it seems like a lot of the people committing these crimes are younger men. And you're a 68 year old kind of a larger fella. What what are you going to do? I cannot in good conscience continue to receive the privileges of full citizenship in this land when all of its women and girls have now been, by court decree, declared official second-class citizens with no rights to their own bodies and conscripted to a life of forced birth should they fall pregnant and not want to be. I will not stand for it. I will eat as much cheese as I can to avoid this same fate. (laughs) Well, and of course, everyone loves cheese, and I thank you for supporting Wisconsin's greatest export. My question is, how the hell is this going to help? Did you see my movie Sicko? (laughs) Yeah, I don't. It was interesting, kind of. There's some misinformation, but but you're just like giving away. I mean, because I know Fernando, you fought. We're fighting really hard for citizenship. Yes, it's awesome to be a citizen, and and it just almost seems like kind of a slap in the face. No, Fernando, stay away, Fernando. (laughs) You stay away from America, and you stay away from my cheese. Also, fun fact: (laughs) the Flint water crisis was started as a result of my dumps in my toilet. Wise up. Well, that was a fantastic movie. And in true speak, you Roger and me holds up, Mr. Moore. And I want to thank you for making that fantastic, iconic, true documentary. If you haven't seen Roger and me, check it out. It is truly good. But what do you think when you hear someone saying, I'm giving up my citizenship Mm. as opposed to not cutting tail and run? 
I feel like this is the last thing we need to be doing right now is giving up our citizenship. This is where we need to like double down and be like, no, we're the ones here. If you don't like it, leave it. Like we need to take a little bit of that posturing of like, we belong here. Right. And the, you you got it right on the head. He it, he kind of takes on that victim complex. He takes it. He makes it about himself. Right. It's, it's not about you, Michael Moore. And this is the time when citizens should actually be voting. They should be empowering you as a citizen that you are the few. You are the the only people in this country who can make a change. Me as a non citizen, I cannot vote. I cannot right. make these these uh, you know judicial changes. I cannot make these legislative changes. So when you say I'm going to give up my citizenship, I don't like what's happening. It is a slap in the face. It's literally a Michael Moore just fart in the face of uh, well, I I don't want to fight. I just don't like it. I'm just gonna go home. Like when Stone Cold Steve Austin was supposed to drop the title to Brock Lesnar in the WWE, and he said I'm not doing it. And he took his title and he went home. Which now, obviously, he greatly regrets because it's just a sign of true weakness. He also talks about how he demands the uh, the end of mass incarceration of black Americans and obviously to end police shootings of black Americans and so on and so forth. All of these righteous claims, all right. of these righteous values and all of us with any kind of conscience agree with him. But the way that he does it, I think, is so ironic. How does the left lose when their arguments are better? It's because of his mm. next constitution. It's because of his next conversation. He said, quote, until women's rights have been fully reinstated and their equal rights are enshrined in our Constitution, I won't shut up about it. If you invite me to dinner, that's all I'm going to talk about. And I won't stop until Roe is reinstated and 51 percent of Congress is female. But basically, he just got himself non-invited from every single party he was going to be invited to. And not to mention, he's going to speak to the choir. Right. So that is one of the things where it's like, how do you... Ugh, you can be so annoying that people will vote against their own best interests just, just to watch yes. you be upset. Just to shut mm. you up. I have a question about the, how, what makes this a manifesto. Okay, so this was on his website. This was on michaelmore.com. So had this been on Facebook, would this still be a manifesto? Had this been on Twitter, still be a manifesto? How long know. does it have to be? I, I have so many questions because I'm just going to... I'm just gonna start doing manifestos now. I don't. I don't like Twitter. Posts I mean, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a man. It's a manifesto because it's written by a man. <laughs> yes, right? indeed. That's it's a, it's a mayo festo, it. if you know what I mean, folks. He likes to eat mayonnaise, yeah, folks. You understand? It's covered in mayonnaise, and that's the thing. Also, who's inviting Michael Moore to dinner anymore? He already ate all the food the last <laughs> Whoa, time. Oh, there it is. Folks, These jokes keep on look, coming. They continue to get classy. I will defend Michael Moore. Uh, I mean, bowling for Columbine. Obviously, it was kind of uh, some uh, lie by omission. He did win the Oscar for it, though, and he did call George W. Bush an illegitimate president in his Oscar speech, and I 100% agree with him on that. I thought Fahrenheit 9-11 was one of the most important documentaries made during the Bush-Cheney yes. era that really shone the light. But didn't the lies by omission hurt the overall message? Because, again, that's why I defend Roger and me. <sighs> but Bowling for Columbine, just the little things like not having the South Park boys do that animation and saying – or at least alluding that it was South Park right. that helped him with the animation. Just little things like that add up to a big problem for him because he tells half truths. And to some degree, I look at him and I think of him no different than a Tucker Carlson to this, to the extent of, you know, are we here because of people like him not telling whole truths? 
Well, sure. The Hollywood liberal is classically annoying. I mean, yes. Right. Uh, I mean, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, that's what Team America World Police did. They blew up Michael Moore, um, you know, <laughs> when he, right. he came into their, right? I mean, yes, they, they do hate the smugness, right? The, right, smugness. The case that's that's smug. the term. Yeah. Sure. And, and, but again, I'm saying all... I'd like to finish my point. Can I finish? Oh, can I finish? Can I, finish? I feel like I Ross Perot. I feel like Ross Perot and all you can eat buffet over here. Can I finish? His early work was fantastic. And yes, like a lot of Hollywood liberals, he's gone off the rails a little bit. His work ain't like it used to be. Our buddy Ed Larson worked on the Trump land special that he did for Netflix. Yeah. And that didn't exactly, you know, you talk about Lena Dunham doing her part to cost Hillary Clinton the election. Don't forget Michael Moore shoved that thing out on Netflix in the fall of 2016 as well. So you're right, but they also have a point about the greater idea. Question is, are they helping? Who knows? Right. And I guess that's the major question because it seems as if we live in this era now where disapproval ratings matter more than approval ratings. Mm -hmm. I was just reading an article on the airplane. 46% of Americans think the Republican Party got too extreme, and 48% think the Democratic Party is too Uh. extreme. (laughs) So it like kind of cancels each other out. And you just wonder if then you if you're a conservative or whatever, a Trump or one of these psychopaths, you just post this video of dumpy Michael Moore with his manifesto, and then you just laugh at that and you completely forget of all the mustard on your own face. Right, right, right. Well, and that's what, you know, I wrote my column this weekend for Independence Day, that independents, political independents really need to step up this year because, yep. sure, maybe in your home state, if you live in a blue state like California or New York, maybe the Democrats are going a little wonky. Maybe they're going a little too far for you. Um, but, you know, my my stance certainly is right now, obviously, the Republicans are an insurrection excusing constitutional right taking away republic threatening Party. I mean, they're threatening the whole Democratic Republic experiment at this point by not letting people vote. We've right. got upcoming decisions going to the Supreme Court, which, again, is six to three conservative right now, where they're going to potentially allow state legislatures to run their elections entirely with no right. federal oversight, including Ooh. federal elections. And there is even could be a, a lawsuit going to the Supreme Court that will decide whether or not state legislatures can indeed replace a slate of electors, which is what? Wow. Who wanted that? Oh, right. that's right. The old president who appointed one third of this court. Yeah, that's very true. Again, it is just one of those things where... It's an embarrassment to, <laughs> to, watch. to everybody. <laughs> and, yes, and of course, Michael Moore. I don't think that he and Eddie got along very well, which was sad. No, he 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 fired Eddie because Eddie made fun of him for being fat, which is actually <laughs> what we're doing now, and uh, that's why I'm all for it all the time. <laughs> it just yeah, when people think of they're not one of us. We're going to vote for this other person who pretends to be one of us, even though their actions are so against the common working person. Uh, of course, referring to, you know, the George W. Bushes or the um, Rick Perry's or mm-hmm. the Abbott's of the world, the people who wear thousand dollar suits, change into blue jeans, driving a limousine up to the event, get into a pickup truck to finish out the rest of their journey and uh. show up looking like an everyman. Boris Johnson has this perfected in the UK, but there's something about messaging mm-hmm. and it's really powerful just to see someone try to look like the person that they want voting for them is a really big deal. And I just don't understand how the Dems can't master that. It's something that I learned when doing stand up. You want to dress just slightly above 
how you want your audience to dress, which is right. why I wear a nice old Canadian tuxedo. Right, they're paying to see you. But I expect yeah. my people in the crowd to just basically be wearing T-shirts. But like Jerry Seinfeld, he says he wears a suit because he's a little dickhead and he wants everyone in his audience to dress well because he wants because he takes it so seriously. <laughs> so there's something also about just like messaging. And this is why I think John Fetterman is doing such a great job in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania when it comes to the Senate race against Dr. Oz, where he's just using Dr. Oz's own TV interviews and his own lifestyle against him mm-hmm. just right. to reiterate the fact that he's not one of you. So Fetterman, I think, is a mess. You know, people say, I saw some people criticizing him for like wearing the shorts and stuff like that, saying that's privilege too. But I also think that's how Americans dress. And Americans want to vote for someone that they believe in, someone that they can have a beer with, whether that person drinks or not, looking at you, George W. Bush. But I feel like the left is just really losing that, which is so ironic because they're supposed to be the ones of like entertainers and like actors and like knowing how to perform. Put on some bad clothes every now and again and go talk to the folks. Well, and and to your point, that was uh, Roger and me. That was Michael Moore's first big movie. And he was talking about the working man. He was talking about all the jobs that were getting shipped out of Michigan. Absolutely. So if he tap back into that, you know, to your point, again, that's what Democrats, who they represented for years and years, when unions still had real political power. Mm hmm. That's why so many of these states were either swing states or they were just straight up blue states. Also, another shout out. Michael Moore did also make Canadian bacon. It was his, oh, only, yeah. true, that was his only fiction movie with John Candy. That's a fantastic watch. It's, that's a feel good watch if you're feeling down about the USA. And I actually forgot that he made Canadian bacon and it is a fantastic oh, film you, starring, well, starring John Candy. I think you owe someone an apology or a block of cheese. I'm sorry. I'll give you both an apology and a block of cheese, Mr. Moore. I just wish your personality was entirely different. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, speaking of personalities that I wish were different, I mean, everyone gets upset with politicians, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to talk about I want to talk about what happened over the past weekend. It's disgusting and sad and uh, predictable, which is so gross to even say because we just sort of figured an act of violence would occur, multiple acts of violence. Mm. But why are people so scared? Adam Kinzinger, not a massive fan. Don't really give a shit about the guy. Again, that whole January 6th committee, do what they got to do and please God, it sounds like they're going to have a couple of recommendations for A.G. Merrick Garland regarding Donald Trump and the Trump team. And whatever comes out of that, I'm all for it. Adam Kinzinger has been playing some of the uh, voicemails he has received. <laughs> and obviously, these are voicemails from very angry constituents. You're allowed to call your representatives, but it does just show you where we are as a country. Mm. Uh 
one of my favorite things to do, and Travis and I, we've done it before many times together, watching C-SPAN in the morning for the call-in shows on Sunday. And when the caller comes in and just like, uh, all right, Larry, he's on the Republican line. Hey, fuck you, motherfucker. They're like, <laughs> Thank you, Larry. All right, let's go to Teresa on the Democrat line. Fuck you, you motherfucker. All right, let's go to Tom. He's on the independent line. And then Tom might say something appropriate, in which case uh, the show becomes immensely boring, which is probably why American <laughs> politics aren't what they are. But let's play some of the clips that Kinzinger has released regarding some of these uh, voicemails he's heard. And I want to just kind of couch that in the context of some of, of some of the violence that we've seen this weekend. Obviously, our friends, the Good Liars, had a chance to interview the, I believe he is a uh, congressional candidate who went rhino hunting where he had the home invasion of a fake Republican. I mean, these Republican primaries are playing out like WWE Attitude Era on steroids when, again, the aforementioned Stone Cold Steve Austin attacked the now-deceased Brian Pillman with a firearm. But that wasn't a political ad. That was a television show for children. Right. Let's play uh, just some of the uh, voicemails, and maybe we can even stop and start and kind of rate who does the better job. Let's. Uh, so these these are coming into Adam Kinzinger's office. So again, he doesn't hear them. This is all just a bunch of like interns and a bunch of like kids <laughs> who are just like, I'm working in D.C. I'm on the. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be so amazing, and then they just get browbeaten like that one fella in Full Metal Jacket who ends up getting shot in a bathroom, which oh. is a great place to die. Mm. Much yeah. like Elvis. All Easier right. to clean. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. He's yeah. a tough day to be a janitor. God damn it. <laughs> Fox. All right, let's play some of these clips that uh, the interns at Kinzinger's office are getting. Some of these voicemails. I guess I can't say a whole lot more other than I hope you naturally die as quickly as fucking possible, you fucking piece of shit. You backstabbing son of a bitch. Go against Trump. Y'all know y'all motherfuckers are setting up their life like a damn dog. I hey, you little cocksucker. Oh, gonna boy. come protest in front of your house this weekend. You know who your family is, and we're gonna get you, get you little cocksucker, you cocksucking little bastard. <laughs> All right, let's pause it there. Uh, the first, wow. the, the first ones, uh, you know, we got cocksucker. I mean, not the most insulting thing. The man <sighs> seems to have a lot of cocksucking on his mind. Don't threaten he me does. with a good time. Absolutely, <laughs> Hiller. Wow. Yeah. I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's not a lot of uh, country club people calling in who are just like, <laughs> I say, I'm very upset with everything. Yeah. We'll do it. It seems to be a, they all seem to have a certain twang to their voices. A little bit of a twang. I have to give the first caller a little bit of credit for wishing a quick natural death. <laughs> natural death. Which I yes. think yeah. I'm going to say that he is, he's a good Trump moderate. He's a good oh. moderate. He didn't say he was going to kill him. He just mm -hmm. said, let's give him a good short right. natural death right it's like going to the to washington dc on january 6th but like just looking at everyone doing stuff right yeah, staying smiling. outside yeah holding a sign that's just like maybe. go go get them yeah go get them maybe get some pictures get some selfies yeah let's go brandon all right let's continue <laughs> uh to hear what these brilliant minds have to say go get your wife go get your kids you little cocksucking bastard you son of a bitch you gave two hundred dollars to that black bastard that killed Ashley Babbitt. I hope some somebody like him kills your nasty mom oh, or your right. nasty oh, wife. Kind of a little bit here. It's not a threat. It's a hope. Wrath of the Lord God Almighty come upon you, your health, your family, your nice home, prayer, your livelihood. Nice and, and I pray, if it be God's will, 
that you suffer. Cock sucking little bastard. We're going to get you. I know where you live. Coming to your house. Gonna get you, boy. You little cock sucking bastard. You're the biggest piece of shit politician in the world. Why don't you just fucking leave and go away? And shut your fucking mouth, you piece of shit. Fuck you. You're a horrible, horrible, garbage fucking person. Uh-huh. Fuck you, oh, Americans. Dad? This is the voice that you got is nothing but a fraud. You did it, or... You're going to swing for fucking treason. Oh, wow. Communist fuck. Oh, he's a communist. Hey, you little cocksucker. Are you lesbian? <laughs> I think the cocksucker calls, like, a lot. You two cocksucking little bitches. He We're going to get you. He loves to say that. Also, I Coming guarantee you, his husband wish he sucked a little bit more cock. Going to get you and Liz Cheney. Going to get you two little cocksuckers. That is really this guy's There's my fucking okay. message for you. You're a fucking Democratic operative and a fucking Obama dick suck. <laughs> Fuck oh, you. Is a dick suck? Uh huh. Fuck everything about you, you motherfucking <laughs> asshole. Uh, Fuck right. you, you lousy Marxist traitor, <laughs> you Pelosi cuck. Oh. You and Liz Cheney can both go to hell. Oh. Fuck you, you big baby. Whoa. You oh, rotten pile baby. of dog shit. Oh. Fuck you, you asshole. Fuck uh, you. I, I got it. I hope you get terminal cancer, you motherfucking uh, pig. Uh, Fuck you, you causes. pig. Asshole. So as you can tell, not the uh, folks with the largest vocabulary, but they are really focused on that cock sucking. <laughs> suck. It's just effective. Liz, you know? I want to see a picture of you sucking your husband's <laughs> cock. Otherwise, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess, I don't know. Again, is it manifesting? The- Maybe it's at this well, point. You know the way it is. They just they can't stop thinking about it <laughs> like, because Earl somewhere down at the lumber yard. And again, I love people who work in lumber, except for the douchebags. Um, they they looked at him one day. He got a nice tan, and they're like, mm, yeah, well, his well, eyes well. are pretty. His eyes are pretty. What today. that mouth do? Exactly. What that mouth do? <laughs> so uh, obviously, Adam Kinzinger not the biggest victim in any sense of the imagination, but. I just wanted to play that for the context of what we're seeing play out on the streets all across America now, specifically when it comes to the violence that we saw over the July 4th holiday, a day that was supposed to be a celebration of freedom turned into anything but. I actually headed my transfer from Cincinnati, where the wonderful Ed Larson got married to Julie Rosen, and now I believe he is Eddie Rosen, which yes. is kind of nice. Um, Rosen. And... Um, all over the news, massacre at a parade. And I was oh. like, God damn it. Okay, let me look. And uh, at that point, they said six people were dead. It is now seven people killed and uh, 38 people injured. This event took place in a suburb in Chicago, in the Illinois area, rather. And uh, the, the person that perpetrated this event, I don't even want to say his name, but he was an individual that was on the police radar for a couple of years. As a matter of fact, in 2019, the police interviewed him because he said he was going to go kill, quote, everyone. Uh, but somehow that wasn't enough. The man still was able to get a firearm. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in states like Massachusetts when it comes to firearms, which is why the Supreme Court decision uh, that affected New York City specifically also has such wide-reaching Effects, consequences and effects. So anyway, we'll just go into a little bit of this. It was in the Highland Park area of Illinois. Seven people were killed. 
38 were injured. Now, this obviously is devastating. Many people thought it was fireworks at first, but obviously the blood flowed and people saw the panic in everybody else's faces. They were like, oh, that's not fireworks at all. As a matter of fact, we are now witnessing a mass shooting. Now, Highland Park, for those that don't know, it's relatively affluent. Um, A lot of people there probably didn't think it was going to happen in their area. And as we're learning, this is something that can happen anywhere. And it's really devastating to the people that it happens to. And at some point, we have to hit a critical mass where just so many people either know someone who was affected by a mass shooting or in a mass shooting themselves that positive public policy must change. And there was a man actually that uh, escaped with his two children. He said that he got separated from his wife. So they're probably going to fight about that later because that is one thing. It reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where I think George Costanza uses a woman as as a human shield (laughs) because you never know how you're going to react in these situations. And you know, there are some couples who's like, well, uh, yeah, Eric, I did realize that you put me in front of you um, when the shooting started. And I did realize that we got separated. Um, but even seven years ago, that man had a tweet saying, stop saying mass shootings happen every year. So it's taking a long time to convince or every day uh, mass shootings happen every day. So it's taking a while to convince people that it seems as if mass shootings do happen every day. Right. Um, especially when it comes to events involving a group of people celebrating. Obviously, we had Buffalo. We had the the uh, parade massacre in Wisconsin as well. It's just been going on for so long. And the gross, disgusting thing about all of this is I think we're going to cancel parades and fireworks before we get a handle on 18-year-olds to 25-year-old dudes with freaking AR-15s. I literally think that's how far away we are from any proactive decisions on firearm rational safety that I think we're just going to start banning public events before we ban these lunatic kids who don't have fully functioning minds Mm -hmm. yet access to an AR-15 that can destroy lives. Uh, multiple lives in a matter of seconds. That was going to be my question, actually, to you. Do you what is that? What is the solution? How many doors are we going to need on this parade? Do I've we already need, heard people yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Doors. Like what? What uh, the solutions you've proposed for all other situations don't apply here because this is just a public event in just in the street. So again. The only solution is gun control. How, what mental gymnastics will you perform to try to get out of this? And it's not even, I don't even, the term control, whatever it is. Uh, less guns, just some less dangerous guns, I, something, what? For a specific group of people that don't seem to be able to handle them. Right, because he had, he was on the police radar. That's what you, you said. It's just like, how does a, a mentally ill person who's already threatened to kill everyone, in quotes, uh, get a handle of a weapon like this and end up in this situation. I mean, I saw this stuff too. Obviously, like you said, Ben, we were at Ed and Julie's wedding in Cincinnati. We were focused on having a good time, but it is right. just so devastating that in this country right now, folks can go to a fireworks show and you can't even tell the difference between fireworks and gunshots anymore. Ain't right. that America in hmm. 2022? And of course, you know, the whole point of a fireworks show is to celebrate the end of war. Right, freedom. The end of it, yes. It seems as if we're in this bizarre, I'm just going to say the word, domestic terrorism. We are in this volley back and forth. These people around their, on um, their 4chans, or I believe it's 8chan now, whatever, their message boards. And they have these very hyper-specific acts of violence planned out in retaliation to other highly specific mm. acts of violence. And we, as normal people who have like things to do, who don't just sit all day on our asses, 
looking at this brainwashing content, it's just like every time it's not a surprise anymore, which is sad, but the reasons why you're like, what? And then you hear about it. You're like, all of this is, this is a continuing cycle. I have a question for you both about it's related to what you just said. So do you think the issue is that we don't actually see the consequences of the violence because they don't show they don't show the bodies on Facebook. They don't show the bodies on Twitter. They don't show the bodies on the 9 p.m. news of the damage that is done. Well, but they do see it on 4chan. They do see it on the... Right. Yeah. Okay, so if maybe more people saw the effect of these guns, well, do you think sure. that would have an effect? Yeah, I want to hear yeah. your thoughts on that, Travis, too, because the only issue that I was worried about when it comes to, like, um, specifically when it comes to the just the showing of black dead men, basically at the hands of cops. Right. My only concern was, are we just going to get so desensitized? We're like, uh, is what it is. But I don't, I mean, what do you think, Trav? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think we discussed that um, regarding the Uvalde shooting. Uh, there was some talk about having open casket funerals right. for some of the kids. I don't know what ended up happening with that, but that's what happened with the uh, the Emmett Till. Yeah, exactly. Right? Was His mother was like, I want open casket, take pictures, show the world what happened to this kid. Uh. And that's how Vietnam, same deal. That's how public mm -hmm. opinion, that's what Richard Nixon said. Once I've lost Walter Cronkite, I've lost America. Yes. That's what it was. But that's because they started to have color TVs. And instead of just, you know, dark splotches mm -hmm. on the footage, it was bright red. And it was young boys covered in it, you know, and, and these soldiers being sent to war. So I agree, Fernando. We need to start showing the, the carnage. Yeah. You know, I'm reading the stories of it with the grandfather who was shot. He was talking about how happy he was, like, right before the shooting oh, right. started. Yes. Um, the, the story about the, the woman who had to hide her kid in a dumpster oh. to just make sure that her kid was safe. I mean, these stories are absolutely devastating, and they're becoming too normal. Every yeah. weekend, I mean, on the 4th of July, again, right. ain't that America right now? And, of course, we did talk about it before the show, but and perhaps we'll get to it. But then there's a situation in Orlando where there was a fireworks show and people thought it could have been a shooting. Exactly. Which means America is so traumatized with PTSD of potential mass shootings that folks ended up, 12 folks got injured just from... People yep. stampeding and, and tra trampling and, you know, maybe there's a, a, a an opportunity to make a Travis Scott concert joke there, but I don't uh -huh. want to do it no, because well, I'm just course, so I'm so disgusted by some of this stuff that's happening. And Travis Scott did just recently stop a concert once he saw people in danger. So, again, it is different. Um, that is a different kind of tragedy than, mm -hmm. the, than the events we're talking about here. But also to your point. If you look at the old, uh, the old Iraq War, which one? The one in 2001, <laughs> right. 2002, oh. 2003, I guess. The sequel. Um, the sequel, <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, Rotten.com. Nasty website, right? But I'm a little weirdo, so I was like looking at Rotten.com. But it showed real war footage. And I think that was important. It oh, definitely yes. changed the tide the Abu of Grabe. like- The pictures of Abu Ghraib. Important to see. So, yes. Yeah, so, I guess the, the balance is you don't want to show so much- where it's almost like Jack Nicholson's Joker in 89, where mm -hmm. he just like looked at photos of death and got rock hard over them. Right. And But you also have to show enough where people see what the hell actually happens when these bullets rip through a parade and kill people. Um, as Travis just said, fear. That's why I played the clip of Kinzerger's voicemails beforehand. People are scared right now, mm -hmm. and it's a not just an act, not just the acts of violence are scary, but the idea of the acts of violence mm -hmm. are causing immense amount of panic and stress 
and pain within our communities. There was two events, one in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and another in Orlando, Florida, as Travis said, and 12 people in Orlando were injured in a stampede because there were fireworks going off, Mm -hmm. and people thought that there were gunfire. And you can't say that these people are acting irrationally. No. Because, obviously, we have what happened in Highland Park, and it's a very similar scary sound, which is why, again— Hearing politicians and some talking heads on TV being like, maybe we should cancel fireworks drove me fucking insane Mm because they were already discussing the firework as the problem. This is a disease right now in this country. Mm -hmm. It's tearing Mm -hmm. us apart. You have these you have the political discourse that we just listened to, which mostly involved fellatio. (laughs) But then you have the very real physical ramifications of those words that are taking place in places like Highland Park. And now another pet peeve of mine is, of course, as soon as one of these acts occur, people try to figure out what political affiliation Mm -hmm. were they. Is he a Democrat? Is he Antifa? Is he Antifa? And of course, this man, or this boy, whatever, Crimo, he's such a dipshit looking motherfucker, dude. That's what's so scary. You work so hard in your life to try to do good and like grow up and mature and like try to be just somebody. And this little wormy looking sludge person can come out with a gun and end your fucking on the life. roof not even leave his house you know just oh, go on the roof and he it, just looked like he looked like a Takashi 69 wannabe which you can imagine how bad that is ugh. these people are copies of a copy of a copy of a of a um, soundcloud rapper which is very bad <laughs> which is why you know if you look at alex jones he's the smart one of the group and the people that listen to him are the dumb ones and it all gets dumber from there right. same thing with limbaugh i mean that's what that's the dangerous component. If no one took Alex Jones seriously, I could still laugh at him. Right. It'd be entertaining. It's still entertaining, but now it, it yeah. can't be because the people are so people are dying. freaking stupid. Um, and he is technically in that world, the smart one, which is a massive problem. So when it comes to what we had happen, many people who served in war, such as Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth, uh, she's a Purple Heart recipient. She said it reminded her of war. And again, this is America. We are on the streets of America during a parade that's supposed to celebrate America. This is what she had to say. She says, the last time I heard a weapon of that capacity firing that rapidly on the July 4th uh, was Iraq. And it was not the United States of America. So it really does. The chickens have come home to roost and we're dealing now with um, just years and years and years of bad policy mixed with social media, mixed with a recession, mixed with everything else, mm-hmm. and it's manifesting itself in the worst freaking ways. If we can't have a parade, which used to be considered some of the more flamboyant events, now you're going to have to show up in a flat jacket. Ugh. What can we have? A, a country that can't hold a parade is a right. pretty is a pretty unstable nation. Right. And, and you know, it, it all starts at the top, right? We have a, a $760 billion military budget. That's, that's a lot of that goes to arms and those arms go to places like Iraq. And then like we've talked about yep. with, through the 1033 program, we're making so many of these things. We start selling them to other nations and Saudi Arabia is using them on Yemen. Now we see the same thing, yeah. you know, once we wrap up Afghanistan, okay, but now we're selling arms to Ukraine because now yep. they've got their own struggle. And again, through the 1033 program, a lot of these weapons end up in, in small police departments across the country and so on and so forth. Right. And basically the gun obsessed culture uh as we've mentioned uh how many guns are we at now 400 million guns yeah. Wow. Yeah. in yeah. america in, in private hands not and so 
Yeah, of course, Ms. Duckworth, it is a war zone. America is its own war zone by our own creation. And this, unfortunately, just like in Iraq, innocent people die. You know, that grandfather who went to go watch the fireworks, as well as six others. um, You know, it's just, what are we celebrating anymore? Right. And that's the thing also. There's something so symbolic about a parade because for me, I'm like, I don't really want to go to a parade. It seems a little lame. Mm. They're supposed to be the safest people ever. It's grandpas. It's grandkids. Right. It's, it's literally yeah. new parents. Yeah. No one. It's not the raver. It's not like no one's going crazy at the parade. Right. right. They're literally like, what's the most peaceful thing we can do today is go right. to a parade or go run a marathon like they did in Boston uh, yeah. with the Sharnov brothers. What do you guys think when you hear, though, this guy was a Trump supporter and all of this, this this crimo guy or whatever, this 20, this, what I thought of, okay, so he's 22 years old. So Trumpism begins when he is 17, right? 2015. Right. And this was initially one of the biggest concerns that I had because I had a little history behind me when all of this was happening. And I was like, I know that ain't normal. But for a little shithead like this, this is his idea of masculinity. Grab him by the sure. pussy. This is his I mean, idea of what a president right. acts like. This is the so Donald Trump again, going back to the trickle down of stupidity. He's the smart one. Right. And it only gets dumber from there. Mm-hmm. All good people on both sides. Oh, a bunch right. of people. We love you. You have to get out of the Capitol. We love you. So this kid has been brainwashed through the through the majority of his years where his brain is really supposed to start calculating and, and contemplating yep. formulative, uh, you know, formative years where you're supposed to try to figure out right and wrong and how to critically think. And this is this is the outcome of the shit soup that we've been feeding the people's minds. Right. And and you just reminded me of a, another point. I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that all those phone calls we just listened to, those people are calling into Adam Kinzinger because he's trying to show what happened on January 6th. That's right. how warped these people's brains are that for them, for them, that's the big crime. Exactly. And judging by the sounds of it, they're adults. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Folks. <laughs> right. Yes. They they made it past twenty two without shooting anybody, and now they don't know what to do with themselves except tell the congressman they hope he dies of a, a shit uh, shit cancer or whatever. Sucking cock. It seemed most of them wanted to, them to <laughs> die. Wanted, by they wanted him to choke uh, real God. hard on something. <laughs> oh, uh, good lord! But of course, with this guy's parents, uh, Crimo, Crimo, whatever. Apparently, his parents were also total dipshits. Uh, right. So the stupidity just rolls downhill. And again, uh, I don't want to be too crass here, but like with Roe v. Wade being overturned, there's a lot of people who are not going to want to have children that are going to then be forced to have children. And nurture versus nature is real. And you need to be nurtured. Like you need love. You need all of those things. Human, we're just so close to being crazy at all times. And so all of a sudden you're going to be an unwanted baby in a a home um, and they're going to be baby broke, whatever it might be. You're going to be lost and confused. You're going to right. go to the internet and then you're going to find Trump speeches mm-hmm. and Trump acolyte speeches and QAnon and all this other horse shit. And find find that to be the comforting nipple that you suck on for the rest of your life. You brought right. up something very statistically significant. Then. Uh, in 1954, when abortions became legal, uh, starting around 1965 and around the 70s, 
violence actually went down. Is Why? That right? Because there was a, a unrelated to let un, to leaded gas. Unrelated, because that's a whole that's other, a whole another yeah, very true yeah. thing. But yeah. it, it was statistically proven that less women were having kids that you know didn't want to have kids. So more there was less poverty. Just yep. overall, it was a better America for that short amount of period mm-hmm. when it took effect. I mean, my parents wanted to have kids, and it's still hard being a kid. Like it's still hard, like loving your kid all the time when you just like when your kid shows up covered in its own shit, and you're just like, Mom, I made myself a reverse snowman. And they're just like, Why did I? Have <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's hard right. enough to be a parent when you want the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very interesting point that uh, if if people of this ilk believed more in abortion rights, there would likely be less school shooters and mass shooters like this. And again, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to even because there's going to be a whatever. I'm not saying that poverty equals uh, violence or anything like that. Right. It's just it's just an interesting situation i think if because i was just reading about this kid's parents and and much like the other kid um the parents may actually see some charges uh, against them just because they did such a horrible job knowing that their kid was about to go off and do crazy shit they just did a horrible job of parenting and because of that seven people died and uh over 30 people were injured doing something that was supposed to be super innocent which again is a july 4th parade Policy-wise, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan. Maryland, you think of Maryland, and I don't particularly think of a red gun-loving state. However, because of the Supreme Court decision, Roe v. Wade, this court is absolutely and utterly batshit right now. The Maryland law, uh, he has just changed it. So this is according to the government. This is according to the governor. This is what he said in a statement regarding uh, basically constitutional carry. So he says, in light of the ruling and to ensure compliance with the Constitution, I am directing the Maryland State Police to immediately suspend utilization of the, quote, good and substantial reason standard when reviewing applications for wear and carry (laughs) permits. Now, what are we even doing here? If I was someone who wanted to have a conceal and carry weapon, I would feel offended that anyone could get one. What, does everyone get a trophy in this country? Come on, folks. They're repealing or doing away with or suspending the utilization of, again, quote, the good and substantial reason. They're just getting rid of that. So also, if you're a law enforcement officer. Right. This makes your life more difficult. If everyone can have a concealed carry, it's not even that cool anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another situation where Republicans are backing the two before they back the blue. Maryland is a red state to the very west of it, right? The, the part that's like right above West Virginia. Yeah. The, and that's pretty much it, right? The rest of it is absolutely blue. And Larry Hogan, of course, got credit just like our Ohio's governor, uh, Mike DeWine, who's also a Republican, but, for doing COVID right and taking that seriously. So this is kind of out of the blue, uh, literally, uh, for Larry Hogan to do this. Well, it seems like it's certainly out of the red playbook here. What is Was anyone upset that there had to be a good or substantial reason to have a concealing carry? Was any did, did the state have like some massive issue where everyone's like, I can't believe I have to have a reason. It, the reason could be anything. I mean, I mean you we just, got that. They got the show, the wire. Maybe they want to bring back the wire and make it real, mm. you know, or even more real. The show was real. Uh, 
I just so the governor goes on. He says, I have consistently supported the right of law abiding citizens to own and carry firearms. Okay, well, enacting responsible and common sense measures to keep guns out of the hands of criminals and the mentally ill. Apparently, a letter from the state attorneys general said officials, again, should no longer enforce the good reason provision, which seems to contradict what the governor just said. Because it seems as if guns are going to be in the hands of people who might be a little bit off. Wow. It's, I mean, how do the politically, Travis, every single poll in polls of polls are showing that Republicans are probably going to take back the House. And the Senate, who knows? It looks close. It seems as if the country with, the, with the Biden's approval rating being truly in the tank and the Democrats, again, somehow losing the messaging war, which is just astonishing. How is this going to, after a mass shooting that we just saw, and they're going to continue to happen, how is this going to benefit them politically? I mean, is it just the money that comes in? I mean, I think it goes to their core supporters. I mean, we just heard phone messages for the people who who vote Republican, who believe Trump's big lie that the 2020 election was stolen. I mean, it again, it, it's... The shit rolls downhill and yeah. these people are going to support these Republican policies no matter what happens. I, you, you can already yeah, I haven't turned on Fox News or anything yet, but you you can already guess what some of the what the conservative commentators out there in the world are saying that these shootings happened in liberal cities where mm -hmm. they have gun laws. It's Chicago. Like yeah. It's Chicago. It's mm -hmm. you well, know that that's going to be their talking point and they're going to point out that well the gun laws didn't really do their job there, did they? But then of course, as usual, they're missing the point. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's just, I'm looking at this article now. This is from The Independent. It's entitled, Supermarkets Put Security Tags on Cheese Blocks as Stores Tackle Shoplifting amid, uh, amid Soaring Food Costs. So it's easier to get a gun than it is a block of cheese. Yes. Uh, this happens to be in, uh, in Europe right now, but it's happening in this country as well. I, there's something wrong when, there's something wrong with, uh, what is it called, Travis? It's bread and butter politics. Uh, but then you also have basically you have your, you know, your defense and you have your food. And these two things, if it if people are having a more difficult time getting food and they have an easier time getting a weapon of destruction, what's gonna happen? If they have an mm -hmm. easier time getting food, they're gonna get a little chubby. Right. If they have an easier time getting a weapon of de uh, destruction, they're gonna have an easier time destroying something. Right. It's pretty common sense. And now we have this bloating of violence in this country that I, I have never seen it. 
I hope we never see it again. And something has got to happen. But again, we seem to be going in entirely the wrong direction. Columbine, speaking of Michael Moore, when that happened in 99, everyone was like, well, this should do it. Right. I don't think these kids are going to have guns much longer. And then every right. single every single piece of legislation that was passed allowed for more access for kids like Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold to get guns. These are children that are dying, and that's not moving the needle? I don't know. It's it's very bizarre. And then also when it comes to just the culture and branding, the NFL, the uh, the team, the, the Dallas Cowboys. My favorite. You're a Cowboys fan? Yeah, I'm just from, you know, I'm from that area. So if I don't, I get <sighs> beat up. You don't like Chris Farley and you're a Cowboys fan. I have to say I'll get beat up if I don't, Ben. <laughs> I have to start doing better interviews before I hire. This is amazing. No, I'm just Henry joking. hired me. Ha ha. I know. Ben. He doesn't even know anything about sports. He's like, oh, Cowboys. Hey, hey, hey. NFL Cowboys, they've been criticized over a deal they have with a gun-themed coffee company. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts just as far as, like, gun culture goes, right? So, the name of the espresso is the AK-47 Espresso. Oh, and boy. The, uh, and the other, the other uh, coffee, they have the silence, the silencer smooth, which you know that's going to lead to a liquid dump. Oh, and then no. my favorite of the uh, gun-themed coffee company is the Murdered Out. Mm. So it's the AK-47 Espresso, the Silencer Smooth, and the Murdered Out. It's a partnership with the Black Rifle Coffee Company. My question is, aren't we making guns a little too cute? Like, if I'm a coffee manufacturer, there's so many different brands you could do, so many different ways you could market it. But they're going to go with the uh, AK-47 Espresso, which is just going to make you very trigger happy, Uh, very shaky. And I can't imagine it'll help your aim very much. Oh, Lord, no, never... Trust a coffee addict with a gun? You kidding me? <laughs> They'll shoot their laptop just to turn it off and on again. Tubin. That's what he does every time he gets out of a Zoom now. <laughs> I think, I mean, the Black Rifle Coffee is trying to stay on brand. I, I, no, I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend them it's, starting with that. It's fine. Yes. In, in theory, it's like, okay, but does every fucking thing have to be about guns. They could, I mean, they could have gone with bullet names. They didn't have to go with murdered out. Murdered out. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, AK- I also don't need, I don't need to, again, we are losing the idea of like, what's masculinity in this country? Mm-hmm. Having a gun doesn't make you a man. Listen right. to fucking Johnny Cash for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. It's not about like, I'm a man, I'm drinking my AK 47 espresso. I'm not one of those gay French people who also drink espresso, <laughs> but I'm drinking one that's named after a, a gun. Oh, what I see saying? what you're saying. It's like, who cares, dude? Ugh. You're fine. You're a man. Men feel like they're under attack. Again, I've lost, there's this one guy that I just look at his Twitter feed and he only talks about now. He's just a little guy <laughs> and he's just lost masculinity. He's like, there's no American male anymore. All this nonsense. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Be cool, dude. That's what being a man is, is to be cool, take, make some money, take care of people. That's your freaking job. And uh, jerk off to fantastic bits of pornography every now and again to keep <laughs> you from going and shooting up a parade. But this doesn't make you a man if you eat gun, if you drink only gun-themed coffee. <laughs> right. I just I don't mean, understand the culture. It's like you said, we got to hit this critical mass with some of these these conservatives who are fighting for these issues. I mean, until they know someone, like you said, who has mm. um, lost someone in a, a mass shooting, until they know someone uh, who has gotten an abortion or uh, along those lines or someone, you know, even now we're, you know, we were talking about Texas earlier, the gay marriage issue. You know, that's how gay marriage became legal in this country was because everyone had known someone who was gay or had a friend who was gay or a family member was gay. And so eventually we reached a point where we were like, you know what? 
let's let everyone be happy and with who they love. And now it seems like we're going backwards because these people are, uh, to your point, closing themselves off and their worlds are getting smaller. So they have these mm. backwards world beliefs that just don't make any sense. That's like we were talking about with Nick Fuentes, the most canceled man in America, <laughs> uh, which isn't true. Uh, he's just a total and utter dipshit. He's the only white supremacist that doesn't know he's Hispanic. He literally believes that having sex with women is gay. So I think the one <laughs> argument that conservatives him. will make for gay marriage is that it's so masculine to be inside of another man. Like, bro, bang, man. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's, I don't know. What, are, what is happening? It's literally. We have underthought everything in such a way, and it is making it just confusing. And I feel bad for this generation of kids. I really do, man. You know, there was some people on Twitter, so I don't know if it was true or not, but they said when they told their kids about the shooting in, in Chicago or in the Highland Park area, that the kids asked what school. You know, It's just devastating. Uh, it's horrible. Uh, it's horrible. Anyway, on, on the next episode, I actually want to talk a little bit about the person who created or who is on the forefront of creating the changes within the Supreme Court when it comes to pushing uh, different um uh, having different court cases heard, this guy, Jonathan Mitchell. Jonathan Mitchell is a dude who was behind uh, the Roe v. Wade decision or was behind bringing that case to the Supreme Court that led to the reversal. And he's also going to be taking on contraceptive mandates and uh, same-sex marriage. Of course. Um, he's considered a one-man legal shop in Austin, Texas. But we'll talk about him on the next episode because it's important to know, again, as we talked about previously, these are man-made decisions, mostly male-made decisions, <laughs> truly, but in the broader sense, and they can be taken back and they can be changed because again right. these are just people doing this and this jonathan mitchell guy he's machiavellian he's kind of everything that um that uh, roger stone wanted to be mm. and kind of was but in many ways he's doing a better job because he's getting his cases heard in front of the <sighs> supreme court right and he's getting he's getting victories no good right it's crazy all right everyone well just lastly when it comes to Brittany griner um, Cheryl Griner says that Brittany is, quote, struggling and she's not going to be quiet anymore. There was some people wondering, like, why aren't everyone? Why isn't anybody talking about this? Maybe they don't want it to be talked about in the family. That's untrue. Why not? Why wouldn't they? Exactly. That makes no sense. So this is what Cheryl Griner told uh, CBS Mornings, because you always just want to wake up to an active hostage situation. This also kind of reminded me when I was reading about this, sort of reminded me a little bit of about what happened in Iran under Jimmy Carter. Obviously, mm. there was many more people there, uh, but they were kept detained for what was it, 180 some days. And then as soon as Reagan took over, uh, they were released. And, you know, the politics at play and all of those kinds of things, it's, it's, it's similar to the extent that there's a U.S. citizen uh, held abroad illegally, I mean, obviously based upon their laws, but certainly immorally. Um, so this is what uh, Cheryl Griner said. She said, initially, you know, I was told we're going to try to handle this behind the scenes. That was from the Biden administration. You know, let's not raise her value and, you know, stay quiet. And, you know, I did that. Raise so the Biden value. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, which is a horrible thing, uh, horrible terminology that I can see the Biden administration saying. So she says, I did that. I, I didn't talk. She says, I res and respectfully, we're over 140 uh, days at this point. That does not work. So I will not be quiet anymore. Wow. And I think yeah. that is fantastic. We cannot be quiet anymore. It did not help to stay silent. I just feel like 
As Travis said, $800 billion a year for the Pentagon. We have the strongest military in the world. Go get her. Right. Literally mm. get her back. I don't know. Trade Send, Ivanka. They're a trade real Jared. Trade <laughs> we'll trade Jared. Ivanka's still too pretty. There needs uh, to be the, a real life, uh, but there, I'm sure there's a real life uh, uh, take, uh, Taken, the guy from Taken. Uh, uh, <laughs> Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. I'm sure there's a real life Liam Neeson out there that could actually just go get this woman. Just get it done, Biden, because this is one of those things, again, with Trump, obviously all the bullshit. But one of the things he did do was he met with Kanye. He met with Kim. He mm -hmm. got people released from jail. Yes. This is such an easy layup. Go get our star. Good, good basketball terminology there. And I I saw uh, some very good comments from a WNBA coach who pointed out, to your point as well, if this was LeBron, this mm. deal would already be done. Yes. Absolutely. Is it a fact that she's a woman? Is it a fact that she's a person yes. of color? Is it yes. a fact that she's gay? Yes. You know? And you think about all those Trumpers calling Adam Kinzinger and the type of things they'd probably say to Brittany Griner themselves. Sure. But this is Russia we're talking about, folks. Well, and so, also- yes, Get her back. With, with the culture war, there are morons in this country that would greatly benefit from having uh, inedible every now and again, who probably see her in, uh, yeah, as Travis alluded to, in very stereotypical American ways. Now she's just black. She was bringing she drugs committed into a crime. She broke the rules of Russia. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck about the rules of Russia. Right. They're horrible. Right. They're stupid. Yeah. Russia's rules suck. Yeah, they're immoral and wrong. So you're right. It, it's disgusting. And it's I feel just so bad for her because she has to wonder, like, where is the help, everyone? That's so sad. She couldn't imagine to be there 140 days later. No freaking way. Um, going on, her wife said she has reached out to the Biden administration directly. And what is so sad about this, Cheryl Griner talks about how she's corresponding with Brittany. And Brittany is like, hey, have you talked to Joel? And then she just has to say no. <sighs> just have this talk. To, what is wrong with this administration? They fuck up on every single level. There was yeah, actually messaging. Like you messaging. said. Full circle, back to what we uh, said. Michael Moore, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Schumer. I mean, these are 80-year-old geriatrics. Their messaging could not be worse. And uh, Travis sent a fascinating article, I believe it was from the New York Times, regarding Nancy Pelosi and just how the Democratic Party, they are just not even close to being, hmm. this is not a uh, binary system. Mm. They are so weak. When it comes to confronting the Republicans, and I don't know what they're so damn scared of. Right, right. Uh, I believe Nancy Pelosi met with the Pope shortly after the Roe v. Wade uh, decision, and uh, right. I don't, I don't know what the optics she was going for there. No idea. <laughs> but uh, no idea. You know, it, it, don't get me started. Don't even get you started. This is a show, so I hope you stay started. <laughs> um, and just lastly, because of these, the aforementioned inaction from the Biden White House. This is according to an Emerson College poll. God, I hope this doesn't happen. Oh, my God. And I don't think it will, to be honest. Um, but the poll conducted nationwide, it shows right now in 2024, a hypothetical matchup. Trump would beat Biden 44% to 39%. That's unbelievable. The man is being, he could be tried for treason. and He would still oh beat God. our sitting president by uh, five points. That's just God dang it. God dang it. You got one job. And they are, I can't, I really am actually a little bit surprised by how horrible the Biden administration has been at messaging, given the fact he's been a senator for what, 35, 40 years. He was a VP for eight. 
I just thought that would be one of the things that you just kind of know how to do, but I guess not. Just get Brittany Griner back to America and, um, yeah, please, God. Also, uh, lastly, on Donald Trump, Joe Rogan's not going to have him appear on his podcast. Oh, great. Thanks, Joe. Oh, good. Just well, DeSantis. Though. Just DeSantis. Just <laughs> the uh, just the uh, one who was actually probably more Trumpy than Trump and uh, someone who was much more politically agile and someone who was uh, definitely looking to run again in 2024. He will indeed. I um, said it, what? I said it January last year. I said it January. Every time that Trump does not get taken down, he is emboldened. He is forged in fire by yeah. everything that happens. And yeah. we are just seeing it. Every oh, time the- he doesn't, you, go for it, Travis. It's like that show that Ben and I watch where they make the swords forged in fire. That That's Trump's right. one of those swords. He just cuts right through. He's like, it will kill. It will kill. Ugh. And again, he is the vision of an alpha male to a bunch of beta fish. And uh, they all look like Mr. Burns without a shirt. They're all very soft and gooey. Tucker Carlson. All of these people who pretend to be super masculine. Ben Shapiro, the dude's five foot fucking three hundred and two pounds. These guys are such little bitches. It's like ridiculous. And uh, yeah, they just project what they want. A man to be because they don't see what that man is in the mirror because they just know they're little book nerds and people who probably should have been bullied more Uh, because sometimes a bully can do a good thing. Hmm, You know, know, I was bullied a little bit. Sometimes I need to be brought down. Yeah. You get that gravity, that hubris, you know, a little hubris makes you a little tough, you know, anyway. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. Anything else? Travis, I want to commend you on your fantastic parade, a parade that went well. Spill yes. the wine. You had a little piggy to wine. And we did. We had a mic to swine. I would like to thank the good people of Bexley, Ohio, my hometown. I had my 20th high school reunion float. So I did two parades on the 4th of July. And, you know, you think about the things that happen in Highland Park and you just become grateful that it doesn't happen in places where you're from. So uh, that's all I can do. I was glad to be yeah. back with my my community in Bexley, Ohio. And then Duda Parade in Columbus, Ohio Duda. was back. The greatest political satire parade in the Midwest. Uh, homebound <laughs> Entrepreneurs Against DeWines. We did represent. Thanks to everyone who showed up, cheered on our Mike to Swine a.k.a. my friend in the giant pig suit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> please check out headpack.org. We're just getting started because, again, uh, I have just had enough of these these feckless Republican yeah. politicians from Ohio to wherever you're from. Let's yep. get them out in November. And if you are an independent, don't forget, again, you can run as an independent in these, in these local races. You can right. win. You can win. Right. And- there's and there's statistically more registered independent, unaffiliated, nonpartisan voters in this country and in the state of Ohio, wherever you're from. Republicans and Democrats only make up this much of the actual registered voter electorate. And so if you're an independent, choose wisely in November. Absolutely. Yep. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back a little bit later on this week. We hope you're doing well. Stay safe and uh, you know, stay as positive as possible. Cause uh, again, we'll be able to we just gotta Whatever. We just got to keep on fighting. That's it. We're vote. not going to give a, and don't renounce your citizenship. Yeah, please vote. Please, please, just, please yeah, vote. Because that's yeah, not yeah. going to work. Yeah, if you renounce your citizenship, then you just can't vote. So. You literally do what they told you to do, which is if you don't like it, leave it. Marry me first, and then you can oh. renounce it. That way I can oh. get it. Are you looking for then love? Is this the official? Yeah, yes. It's on my, wow. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. You're an American well. citizen with at least a nine-inch chocolate. <laughs> Why don't you reach out to Fernando? No, nine. What do you need? Any measurements? 18, 18 centimeters, 25 centimeters. Let's keep it European. Oh, it's more centimeters. 
What if I can fit that much cheese in my mouth? Oh, there you go, Michael. Thank you. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.